You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Shut up and sit down. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. Let's bring on the host, Sam. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs, and you are listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. It's a rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. And I am live from Las Vegas, just minutes away from the famous Las Vegas Strip. And you're probably wondering how this British girl ended up here. Well, I blame that all on my husband. <laughs> He's actually from Pittsburgh. And we lived there for a little while. Then we moved to Nashville. Then we decided we wanted to be a little bit warmer. And we came out to Las Vegas almost 20 years ago. And now, here I am, minutes away from the Las Vegas Strip. How crazy is life? Anyway, today's show is going to be full of information. A very informative show today with some fun news thrown in. Now, if you would like to connect with me on the internet, and I love to communicate with all of our listeners and also our readers, because we have a lot of readers from the blog, then it's very, very simple. Our main website is actually vegasrockdogradio.com. It's the hub of the show. And that's where you will listen to the show live or you can listen to an archive show, or you can listen to the pet tip of the day. So that's one place that you can go. Uh, We're also on Periscope, not that often, but once in a while we do throw ourselves on Periscope, and that is Vegas Rock Dog. And Instagram is Vegas Rock Dog as well. Post pictures of your pets, tag me, I'd love to see them. We're also on Facebook, Vegas Rock Dog Radio pretty simple and we're on twitter this one's not so simple because i couldn't get the name and that is vegas rock dog show drop the w off the end so that's vegas rock dog show if you want to pick up some rock and roll clothing for you and your pets and this is how our entire company started over 10 years ago you will go to vegasrockdog.com and i talked about our blog earlier that is the rock and roll dog.com and that's where we post reviews news um any campaigns we've got going on um we oh i you know what i have to cover actually a couple of events that i've not had time just yet to cover that i was a part of so um look out for those going that's the rockandrolldog.com and you'll sign up for our newsletter to be the first in the know and talking about being in the know we do have an app, and our, our app is easy. Oh, my gosh, and it's free. You're going to go to yap.us, and uh, you'll download the free app, and then you will download Vegas Rock Dog Radio onto the app itself. That way you'll get all the information. You can listen to the show live uh, through your phone, through your app, And also, if we do any notifications, you will get one immediately on your phone. Again, first in the know. And if you hear some tippy-tippy-tina pause around today, I've got all three dogs in studio. Two out of three are sleeping. One is pacing around and keeps coming back for some cuddles. And that's Miss Galaxy, who's, uh, who's walking around. And we've also got Miss Thornton sleeping and Mr. Twix sleeping also. That's in case you know. But hey, it's to be expected. 
I've had all kinds of animals in the studio. <laughs> I've had pigs, I've had monkeys, um, lots of doggies, and I've had kitty cats in the studio. I'm not scared to bring any animals in, so if you hear a bark or a meow, it's all par for the course with the show. Uh, we're also on iTunes, and many people have that. You can find the show on iTunes, and you can also find our pet tip of the day. That's the 30-second second nugget of information that can either help you save money, uh, give you some practical tips with pet care, you name it, we cover it. And since we are talking of pet tips, here's my pet tip of the week. And this pertains to CPR and first aid for your pet. I am guessing it's probably a small percentage of pet parents who know how to perform CPR and first aid on their pet. And if you are trained, you can certainly save a life and prevent accidents. Getting certified is easy, though. That's the great news about this. And here are some places where you can enroll in a class. Your, your veterinarian's office most likely will offer classes. Uh, your local Red Cross most definitely will. And your local community center. They can vary in price. They can go from free to about $65. But I do recommend actually going to a class because there's nothing more valuable than a hands-on class. A one-on-one, -on -one, you can ask lots of information, lots of questions, sorry, get the information that you need and just know that you're, you're performing the techniques properly. And if there isn't one available for you to actually attend, then you can actually get certified online. So that's my pet tip of the day. Uh, take a weekend to try and find a class. And they usually, they usually last a couple of hours and you'll be good to go. And hopefully you will never have to use it. That's, that's, that's the good part of it. If you have ever had to use it and you found that it was, it was helpful, it saved a life to prevent an accident, let me know. I'd love to be able to share that information. So, news. There's always so much great news out there. Um, there's also some really terrible news at times. But I did find some really positive, uplifting news uh, this week online. And I think you're going to like it also. If you're like me, I'm kind of to the nth degree when it comes to being a pet parent. But you're going to like this, I think, a lot. Animal Loving Company is now offering paid paternity leave for new pet owners. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> Mars Pet Care. Mars Pet Care of the United Kingdom, my motherland where I'm from, is one of the first companies in history to offer paid leave to employees who just brought a new, family, uh, new animal into their family. Those first few days in a foreign environment can be stressful for a dog or cat, and Mars's HR director, Kate Menzies, knows just how important that settling in process is. She says she wants to enable and ease responsible pet ownership for their employees. Dogs and cats are at the heart of their business and their policy is designed to embrace a culture that is passionate about pets that goes hand in hand. I would certainly expect a pet-related company to be, one, pet-friendly in the uh, work environment. But yes, if they can then add on the paternity, and it's not because anyone is equating pets to babies, although I call my dogs babies all the time. I don't have children, so that to me, they are my babies. But there's a much deeper meaning and importance in offering that. She says, um, well, first of all, she said, um, adds that having pets in the workplace offers unmatched benefits as well. They relieve stress, improve productivity, and break down barriers amongst employees and create a much more relaxed environment. 
I agree. Agree, agree, agree on all of those points. Uh, and compassionate companies are offering paid um, bereavement leave as well, which I fully agree with. It's a, it's a devastating time in your life when that happens. And to have someone that just, and a company in particular, that, that understands how important they were to you means the world to that person. Um, we've all heard people say, oh, it was just a dog, it was just a cat. And that's not, that's not what they are, and it's not what you want to hear. So if a company is in alignment with that, I, I think that's incredible. Because, you know, we are becoming more and more compassionate about animals. We just are. And I love that. I really love it. She also explains that the company is more flexible this way and makes incorporating a new animal into the family much easier, not to mention the social benefits that the dog is... Um, Social benefit, uh, the social benefits the, for the dog is one of a kind. It, it's, it's a unique situation and a wonderful opportunity. Um, owner of the IT company Bitsol Solutions in Manchester, England, not far from where I grew up, Greg Buchanan, he said he offers three weeks leave for his employees. He says, I don't have kids myself, but I do have dogs and I understand how much they mean to people. I find being flexible with my staff when it comes to their animals makes them loyal and hardworking. Pets are like babies nowadays, so why shouldn't staff have some time off when they arrive? And this information has been gathered by a pet insurance company called Petplan. And they learned that one in 20 UK employees receives these paternity benefits in the workspace. The companies that take part offer anywhere from a few hours to, to weeks of paid leave, depending on the pet's needs, needs and the company offering leave. And that was according to USA Today. And this is what I, I'm talking about, the deeper meaning of, of paternity leave. If you've rescued an animal... You know that they are in a brand new environment, which is your home. You know they're safe. They just know they're in a brand new environment. They may have come from an abused home into a shelter, which is scary because other animals are scared in there. So they pick upon that. And there's not a ton of, re of, um, of interaction with them in a shelter. Then they they're transported to your home. And that time is so crucial with that animal. You may have one that has issues or no issues, but it is important that they become comfortable and they start to be, become socialized in your home, that they're not afraid of the vacuum cleaner and they're not afraid of, um, you know, uh, I don't know, for example, turning on the TV and those kind of things because they can be very, very new for a, for a pet, in particular a rescue pet. So I do think this is, has a much deeper meaning. And there is nothing worse than having to go to work when you have a new family member, furry family member at home. It's, oh, it's terribly difficult. And you worry. And you worry you've left them for an extended period of time. You worry that they're scared. You're worried if you can't get someone to uh, pop in in the middle of the day to help you out. So this just really relieves all of that for you and the new pet. Um, and it is no surprise or mystery that uh, the way pet ownership is changing in the countries that love to love their animals. Pet Plans Isabel, uh, Isabel von Mesterhazy knows all too well the positive effects these changes have, especially in the way we handle our furry family members' transitions into a new life. And the rise in new pet owners taking paternity leave indicates that people recognize the importance of settling in new pets with the right support and care. The early days of a kitten or puppy's life are a vital part of pet's early development, especially for them to become a proper part of the family. And Buchanan says we are quite sympathetic to pets in the UK. We're a pet-loving country. 
He too took time off to help a new rescue puppy acclimate to his home, he explained to Today USA, and that leave is offered on a case-by-case basis, taking into account the animal's own needs. I think that's very considerate. Thus far, he said, no one has requested time off for a new goldfish, he says, but only time will tell. That's a very Englishman there. That's a very humorous point by an Englishman. As it is, they could take the goldfish with them anyway, can't they? Then take it back home. Are there carriers for goldfish, aside from a plastic bag? I mean, it's got to be way more advanced now, hasn't it? How to transport a fish. Oh, my gosh. I think this is great. I think it's fun. Um, I certainly would enjoy working for a company like that. I'm very fortunate that I do work for myself and my dogs are with me 99% of the time. But I do, I really, really think that's wonderful. I hope this is a trend that continues on. Well, with that said, let's take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of piece of news that I think um, you'll like as well. In fact, I know you will. And hopefully something that we can uh, see other cities and towns and countries adopting. And we're also going to talk about uh, Dog Bite Prevention Week and what that means and how you can get involved. Right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. And we're back, everyone. Thank you for listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam. I am your host, also known as the queen of rock and roll dogs. If you're just tuning in right now to the show and you missed the beginning, we talked about um, paternity leave. A British company, Mars Pet Care, which I think makes sense anyway, they offer paternity leave for anyone that's brought a new furry family member into their home. And in particular, they take it by case-by-case basis. And that can mean, you know, you've got a rescue pet who needs a lot of attention and you'll be able to have the time to support them and care for them in the right way at the beginning of their brand new life in your home. Uh, Love that. Just love that. Here's another piece of news I think you're going to really enjoy. Italian town switches to silent fireworks to protect animals. The town of... Oh, gosh. I've always got a a complicated name to pronounce (laughs) in the show. I hope I don't butcher this one. The town of Colicchio in Italy, sounds good though, has passed legislation, this is legislation which forces citizens to use silent fireworks. So I'm assuming, you know, like there's the sparklers, the, uh, are they called the Roman candles, that they don't bang, they don't explode. Um, And they say humans may enjoy the celebrations like July the 4th, 
I'm, I'm not a fan of fireworks anyway, and I certainly am not for my pets. Uh, they're terrified of them. And I think it was last year, I swear, the, the explosions went off for about 12 hours straight. It was non-stop. I felt like I was in some war-torn country. It was that bad. It really was that bad. Now, I know that in where I live, the the law is you are not to have things that fly, fireworks that fly up in the air and explode. It's what, it's what everybody does. And of course, people use illegal fireworks here. And it's unbelievable when those explosions go off. Uh, not not a fan. I like the celebration, but don't like the fireworks. And certainly my pets do not. And they said, um, but for animals, including our domesticated pets, because people forget about the wildlife. They forget about the wildlife. And we've got coyotes, rabbits near us, there's little chipmunks. Uh, we have the big horned sheep. We have the uh, wild mustangs. So we've got to also consider, I think we have to consider the wildlife as well. And they can all become traumatized by the loud explosions. In fact, some of the symptoms caused by acoustic stress include heart problems, nausea, tremors, debilitating fears, and lightheadedness. No one needs that for the pets. It's terrible. And because most animals are far, far more sensitive to noise than humans, uh, an entire town, the entire town in Italy is taking action to protect animals from that stress caused by those fireworks displays. And uh, I also think with, with this consideration and this legislation, when it comes to banning loud fireworks, it will no doubt reduce the number of lost pets. Last year alone, Last year alone, I personally, on Facebook, shared 200 lost pets. That was me personally. I told friends, get ready. Facebook is and, and Twitter, that's all it's going to be. Uh, one, the lead up to, to July the 4th, telling people to padlock their gates. So it's simple. It costs a couple of dollars. Padlock the gates. Lock your doggy doors so that no one can go out during this really scary time. Don't take them to a fireworks display. Ugh. Someone did that last year and actually said, oh, my dog sauntered off during the fireworks display. First of all, your pets don't need to be at a firework display. Secondly, your dog did not saunter off. There's no way your dog sauntered off in the middle of a horrible, loud uh, fireworks display. Uh, so, yeah, I personally, I shared 200. Can you imagine the sheer number of lost pets if that's what I shared personally, it, it was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous and irresponsible and so preventable. That's something we're going to talk about as we get closer to July the 4th, because uh, there's a big campaign that comes up about that also. But I love the idea of the silent fireworks. I think it's wonderful. And, you know, we won't be trying to find lost pets you know, and, and reuniting is, is takes a lot of work. There are many people running Facebook pages for free out of the kindness of their hearts trying to reunite these last pets. So um, as we get closer, we're going to cover that as well. But I love that piece of legislation. Can't complain about that, can you really? Um, so we've had two great pieces of news there. And uh, that makes me happy because often there's some pretty terrible news about animals that come across through social media. Um, I'm hoping this week, because it is Dog Bite Prevention Week, that we see less and less stories about people getting bitten by dogs. And, uh, well, you can get bitten by a cat too. Trust me on that. Or your pet, I don't know, 
snake or <laughs> but there are some very very simple practical tips that you can actually uh, follow to prevent bites and here are some statistics each year more than four and a half million people in the u.s are bitten by dogs almost one in five people bitten by dogs require medical attention Every year, more than 800,000 Americans receive medical attention for dog bites. At least half of them are children, and I don't think that's a surprise. Children are by far the most common demographic of dog bites and are far more likely to be severely injured. Most dog bites affecting young children occur during everyday activities and while interacting with familiar dogs. Senior citizens are the second most common dog bite uh, demographic there. And what can you do? Well, we talked a little bit earlier about socializing uh, a new pet that comes into your home after you've um, rescued them. And that is exactly what needs to happen. It's not just for dogs, it's for cats. And what is socialization? Well, it is what it is, is the time that you take to prepare your cat or dog in order to become comfortable with other animals, with people, places, noises, we just talked about the fireworks, and other activities. The idea is that they take these experiences in their stride because they've been so used to being around them. And socialization should begin between 3 and 14 weeks of age for puppies and 3 and 9 weeks age for kittens. I think people forget that kittens need to be socialized. And here's some advice for some new puppy and kitten owners. And if you have recently adopted a pet, you still need to socialize them despite their age. You don't know their history. You don't, you know, you don't know what they're comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with. And it's a brand new life. So start from scratch, start from scratch and just start socializing. And here's how you're going to do it. You're going to, um, obviously um, expose your pet to new experiences and uh, always keep these new experiences positive and varied. You'll teach them that each experience is fun, obviously by your own demeanor as well, and that they do not have to be fearful because, you, as you know, if a dog or even if a person is fearful, they're going to react and it can prompt a dog bite. And this is why that socialization um, is a precursor to preventing that. And it is a top priority. Uh, along with the positive experience, you, there's going to be a lot of praise, treats, and positive playtime. Lots and lots of rewards. So they associate each experience with, oh, this is fun. This is great. I get a treat. I get attention. I get to, you know, I get to play. Rewards are really good. And always move at a pace that's appropriate for your pet. Um, we all know we've all got that one, one pet that's deathly afraid of something. You know, I've got one that's really scared of the vacuum cleaner. Well, I'm not going to force my dog to stay in that situation or, or move her into it very quickly if she's really scared of it. Uh, she has to be brought in very slowly. You know, I can now walk her past a vacuum cleaner without her really freaking out, lots of praise, lots of um, reward, uh, being confident with her. And that's helped her tremendously. There was a time she, you opened the cupboard to the vacuum and she was gone. And now she can actually walk past it and she's okay with it. And I mean, she tiptoes, but that's okay. And she's fine, but I've not forced her into anything. Um, so that's why that's uh, important is to go at their pace. If they're really scared and back off, let them back off. 
it's, it's time. It's time. Think about yourself in those situations. You're scared of heights. You wouldn't, you know, expect someone to say, come on, I'm going to drag you out on this big balcony and we're 50 floors above the ground and it's not going to happen straight away. Um, so you've got to exercise some patience, uh, lots and lots of patience and lots and lots of positivity. If you're not sure how, exactly how to do these kind of exercises, sign up for a class. Really easy. Sign up for a socialization class. And, and socialization is something you will do the, your pet's entire life. Uh, I still do it to this day. It's not even a socialization thing. It's more of a, of a um, what's the word? A, an, a, I guess an anchoring of positive behavior, which is every time my dogs go outside to the bathroom, I still tell them they're good girls and good boys. Well done. And they know that that's good. We're doing it outside. That's a really good thing. So this is going to continue their entire life. Now, preventing, um, that's one way of preventing uh, dog bites is to have, you know, or cat bites is to have well-socialized pets. But it's not, the onus is not solely on the animals. It also is a big responsibility for the pet, uh, for the parents, I mean, parents of children. And Again, this is going to start at an early age as well. If, if you get animals when they're little, then you've got to start straight away with um, how they understand how the, fam the, the pet fits into the family. And uh, as I say, it's not solely uh, for the pet parent to figure out. It's also for parents and their children. And any discussions, particularly with little children, they've got to be kept very, very, very simple. Uh, you can't get too complex. You can't try and explain body language to little children because they won't, be under, they won't understand that. And so what you're going to do is you're going to keep things very, very simple and uh, tell them that the, their animal is a very important part of the family and to always be gentle. Gentle is a very, very good word that kids understand. And of course, you're going to have to repeat that a million times because <laughs> that's just what you do anyway with kids. And that's what you do with dogs when you're training them too. There's a lot of repetition. Um, always supervise your children around pets and use each interaction as an opportunity to teach, whether it's saying, you know, be gentle, be calm don't scream in the dog's face there's always an opportunity so these are the things that you're going to have to teach them and that is you know climbing jumping laying on a dog trying to ride on on your dog's back or your pet that your your pet does not like this it's wrong it can hurt them and that they should never, ever, ever do that. And you're going to have to repeat that a lot. Uh, you're going to teach them that pulling their tail and pulling their ears hurts them. They dislike it. It can hurt them. Um, and we love them and we care for them. We must be gentle. They're part of our family. Uh, teach them that when their pet walks away, that they don't want to play. They're done with playtime. They must leave them alone. And if they come back, they can play. That's a very important one. You don't want your children dragging on your pets, bringing them back to play. And also tell them to leave your pets alone when they're sleeping or eating. I, I think they're two of the most important ones. Don't, don't wake up a sleeping pet and don't go near their food. Um, teach kids never to tease dogs. Um, don't take their toys. Don't take their food or treats. Don't pretend to hit or kick them. It's not funny. It's not kind. We have to be gentle. They're important to us. They're, value to, they're valuable to us. Uh, also teach your children how to walk your dog on a leash properly. 
Far too many times I see videos that people post and think they're cute and say, look at my little girl walking the dog. She's dragging the puppy by, by, this, by its leash. And that's a big, big no-no. So you could teach them how we walk our pets properly on a leash. Of course, if they're young, they're not going to be doing that outside. This can be in the house. And that way they, they learn the kind, gentle way to do that. Um, teach your kids never to crowd your pets in their crates, their beds, never to crowd them in a corner. Teach them not to lock them in cupboards or put them in boxes. And teach them that their crate or their bed is their private space, is where they get to go go be by themselves and just be quiet and relax, and that they must respect that place that it's not for them to go into. So that's, that's what you can do in the home. Now, outside of the home is a whole different kettle of fish, as we like to say in England. And the idea is to avoid unknown dogs. I avoid unknown dogs. I avoid unknown dogs that are not on the leash. That's my biggest fear because I was, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say I was attacked, but the dog tried to attack my, my two dogs tried to attack, attack two of my dogs. And I ended up getting injured in the middle of it. I didn't get a bite, but I had a huge, um, Labrador, huge dog run headfirst into my kneecap and I thought he'd smashed it into smithereens. I don't think I've ever screamed so loud in public in my life. That pain was excruciating. And um, one of my dogs did get bit. It wasn't serious. I, I, I was in a situation, we were in a situation just walking our dogs in the neighborhood and somebody opened their front door and just let their dogs out loose. And I just... You know when you know it's coming and you go, oh my goodness, and you just try and prepare for that. Um, had I seen them off in the distance, just maybe on the street, I would have about turned and, and walked away quietly. But I didn't get the chance in that situation. So if you do see uh, an unknown dog and it is loose, leave the area. Consider leaving the area straight away. Um, always ask um, uh, anyone that you meet with a dog if you can pet their dog. And teach that to your children. Very important. Don't run up to doggies. Don't uh, scream at them. Don't touch their faces. Always ask permission. You know, can I pet your dog? And as a pet owner, be very honest. And if it's not a good situation, just say no. Um, it's probably not a, not a good time right now. But, but you can look at him, you know, from a, you know, from where you are. I think that being honest is really important. You know, if they get offended, oh, well, no big deal. Uh, you will have prevented anything happening um, if you have a pet that's not really into kids. And um, I think that's a really, really good manners thing <laughs> to start off with. Um, it's the same with, you know, people say, oh, can I give your dog a treat? Maybe it's not a treat that I want them to give my dog. Maybe I have a dog that would snap a treat out your fingers. I mean, I actually don't, but there there are some considerations as well. And um, uh, here's another one too. I mean, if if I hopefully your children never end up in this situation where there is they're out playing and there's a, a dog loose, and you've got to teach them to very confidently, quietly walk away if they uh, come close to a dog, an aggressive dog, and uh, instruct them to stand still, 
if the if the dog tries to go after them take a defensive position and it often helps to tell them to be a tree stand quietly with the hands low clasp in front of them remain still keep the head down if as if they're looking at their feet and if they are knocked down teach them to cover their head and their neck with their arms and curl into a tight tight ball hopefully you'll never be in that situation and uh, teach children to avoid escalating and making that situation worse by yelling screaming running running and hitting uh, and making sudden movements towards the dog I I think we can all give these tips. I don't know exactly how each person would react individually. You know, they say don't break up a dog fight. Guess what I've done? As you know, and it, <laughs> I've jumped in the middle when you know one of my dogs is getting bitten. So that was the, my reaction. You can't always tell, but if you can remember these tips and follow them, it will prevent um, a lot of a lot of dog bites, in particular in the home. And uh, people are always surprised by that, but I'm not particularly su- surprised by that. You know, little children, they don't know. You've got to teach them. They don't know that, you know, their dog's not a donkey and they can't ride on it. They just think it's fun and it's a, and it's a toy. So um, starting them off nice and young if you can and teaching them that they're so important to us that we have to be so gentle with them because we love them so much, uh, we'll get the message across. So uh, this happens every week by... Dog Bite Prevention Week. It's a great way to raise awareness, get some tips out there. Not everybody knows. Not everybody has common sense. Not everybody's aware that a lot of these bites happen in the home with a family pet. But if you jump on my back and pull my pull my ears and my tail, <laughs> I might have something to say about it also. <laughs> so there you go. So as I said, this week's show has got uh, tons and tons of information. We're going to take one more quick break, listen to some words from our great sponsors. And uh, when we come back, we're going to wrap up with some fun stuff. Uh, You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host. I am the queen of rock and roll dogs. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. Well, she's sitting curled up on my lap as we speak. (laughs) Beautiful Bella's my long-haired Dotson. She was thrown out of a pickup truck going 30 miles an hour, and she disappeared into the woods with the wild animals, uh, boars and coyotes. About four weeks later, she just appeared and she was a mess. Her fur was matted. She scratched almost nonstop. My friend suggested that I order this stuff called Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. She gobbles it up. She has been itch-free ever since, and her fur is gorgeous. Anyone out there who has a rescue dog, start them on a Dinovite diet for at least a 90-day period. They bond better with the people who take good care of them. They are going to be your buddy for a very, very long time. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Welcome back to the show, everyone. As I said before the break, I was going to close the show out with something fun. I love to have fun. I love to poll my friends and family when it comes to some of the fun things I want to cover on the show. And one of them is the funny things that we say and do with our pets that I hoped people um, would confess. (laughs) As ridiculous as they can be. Uh, One of the things that Jim does when we go out, and Jim is my husband, if if you don't know that already, is um, he's more of a homebody, so he much prefers to be home. And uh, when we're out and he's he's had enough, <laughs> he wants to leave, he picks up the phone as if it just rang and he talks to Galaxy. He talks as if Galaxy is calling him and says, he'll say, yes, Galaxy, we're going to be leaving in 10 minutes. Don't you worry. We're going to be home soon. So expect us home um, in about half an hour from now. (laughs) That's Jim's way of one, getting us out of an event and going home um, and just uh, just doing it in a funny way. I know tons of other people do that too. So fess up to that as well. Um, Or there was that time we met a capybara and Jim had a full-on conversation with the capybara. <laughs> so I did ask friends of mine, what are some of the things that you uh, say or do with your pets? Well, one of them is um, our friend um, Erica T. She says, I tell my pups I'm going to tell on them. And then they, begin, they start looking for my daughter. Like she's really going to get onto them about something that they did. <laughs> I'm going to tell on you. And they go, uh-oh, is the daughter around? Uh-oh, she's going to bust us for something. So I thought that was funny. Uh, uh, my friend Sonia, Sonia S, said gingerly uh, gets distracted when she's eating. She's 15 and a half. Is that not incredible? She's 15 and a half and she tells her she has food ADD and she has to come back and focus. <laughs> I cannot imagine the conversations that people have with their pets. She said another one too. They've done. She said they've done this through the generations of her family, and she said, you know, since most uh, pets like to lick, you know, excessively or you know, try like nibble and bite their tails and whatever. She says, uh, and when I catch them, she says we would t- tell them they will be sent to the picnic prison. <laughs> If you don't stop licking, you're going to the picnic prison. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious! Absolutely hilarious. So uh, I think uh, I, I think we'll try and get these. Would be great to put into a book, wouldn't they? I mean, they'd be absolutely hilarious. Oh, the things that we do with our pets. Oh, so funny. The nicknames. What makes me laugh is we have nicknames are so far from their actual names. I don't even know how they even morphed into those into those names themselves. Uh, for example, everybody in our house is called Tina. Everybody. We've got Galaxy, Thornton, and Mr. Twix. Well, I'm called the top Tina. And then we've got little Tina and big Tina. Um, sometimes we call Mr. Twix, Twixie Tina. We call Galaxy, Galaxy Natina. Teeny Tunu. <laughs> then started to morph from the Tina bit to Teeny Tunu. 
mean, it's hilarious. And then people say, oh, is your dog called Tina? No, her name's Galaxy. <laughs> Try to explain that to people. But the things we do, I, I sing to my dogs. I have songs for them. They all seem to have the same melody, which my, my husband being a musician thinks that it's the most terrible melody you can ever have. But I made it up. It's unique for them. Um, what else do I do with them? I mean, all kinds of funny, funny things. But uh, isn't that great that we have these kind of relationships? We have so much fun with our pets. You could never measure how much fun we have with them. It's impossible. Or how much we love them. It's impossible. Uh, if you've got a funny, uh, quirky thing you do or say, or, or a dance you do with your pets, or a song you made up, let me know. Because I will share that on the air. Uh, I'd love a video of you doing it. Oh my gosh, a video of you in action. I'd love that even more. And then we put that on our Facebook page. So um, so with that said, I'd love to f- close the show with something really, really fun. If you have liked the show, and in particular, if you're listening to it on um, a listening app, uh, there's an option to share the show with your family and friends. Uh, we, l- we love a share. We love a like, but we love a share even more. Um, and I really am thankful that you listened into the show today. I hope you get always get a takeaway every time you listen to the show, a little piece of information that uh, helps you as a pet parent. And remember, you can always help an animal in need. Either rescue, adopt, donate, volunteer or share their information. Rescue your next family member. Replace the word shop with adopt. And be kind to all animals. I want to thank you for listening in today. I hope I've given you a little chuckle and that you've come away with a little piece of information that will help you be the best pet parent possible. And uh, I want to thank Jim for being my producer. He runs the show and many other elements of it. And you've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, where it's all about pets, people, and pop culture. I am your host, Sam. I am the queen of rock and roll dogs, and I would like you always to kiss your pets. Good morning and good night, and I'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.